Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, here we go. Nick Bob Podcast recap, uh, game recap. Nebraska, Indiana. We, I wish, you know, even though it is 12.51 on a Sunday, it does kind of feel like we need to pop open a bottle of wine after that one. I wish we were doing the wine pod again, my friend. The wine pod should be every Saturday night. Just every day. We're doing a wine pod every single day. That's Bo Robert Rude. We got a lot to talk about, my friend. I mean, I feel like the bye week felt, it feels like it's been a while since we've done one of these, you know? It has. It has. It's uh, It's actually, it, it was a rough game, but it's good to be back in the oh, pod God. pod room. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with that, with, with, with everything. There were, I guess there's one question I wanted to make sure I asked you before we even went, got into the game too much. Faking injuries. Now, James Laronitis, a.k.a. James Laryngitis, because he makes people <laughs> cough up the football. He called it, he said that they would yell scuba. They would yell scuba, and that meant for someone to take a dive. Do just set the record straight. I want you to sec, set it straight. Do defense like is that a real thing? It's Do people a re- take a dive. It's a real thing. I think Indiana said, guys, <laughs> I think we're going to go all the way in this one this week, and I let's mean, just it, do it. They I, they must have thought that this offense is predicated around getting momentum after. A, a, like a first down or a first down run that goes for a while, and that as long as we stall them, they're not as good, which is probably right. But they, there's no way that those were, oh, come that on. those even 50% of those were legit. They were all laying down, writhing in pain, and I think they all came back in the game. And, and it's pretty coincidental that every single injury occurred. When the tempo got going, yeah, it was never after like a, a play was, was like a oh, big sack and a oh, second another and sack. And like, ah, oh, cramp, scuba, scuba. scuba. There so was, there was uh, there was a lot of cramping going on. Even even like the first, I think Nebraska's first possession. Yeah, they, I mean they immediately went into it, and I I think it was it was basically like, hey, if if you even fall hard after a big like go, just stay down. I mean, and th- you get like that's what we want to do. So has. You've never been on a defense where that was discussed. I want to say that you can keep that it we've discussed. We had discussed the, those things. I think almost in terms of if you do get hurt, like it's better to lay down. The Stay coaches down will tell you, and, I was always taught you never lay down the oh, field. No matter. Rich Ball like, would so have been I like, will, I don't hear your adoption papers. You are no longer. About like staying on the ground, you needed to be done for your life. So for me, it, it's I'm not necessarily against our team doing that. I just would almost refuse to be the one that did it. So yeah. like I'd be like, somebody else can do that, right? I don't want to be the guy laying on the field faking it because to me, it that's part of was part of my part of my shtick was you're I don't lay on the field. You you know I remember I heard a I think it was Chris Spielman. I heard this as a kid on a, one of my NFL films videos. Chris Bielman said, he goes, if I'm ever laying out in the field and I'm not 
done for the day. He goes, bring a shotgun out and kill me. <laughs> and I remember, so for the rest of my life, I always thought that like, if you aren't done for the day injured, right. like you tore your knee up, like you're done. It's like, you you find a way to, to get, get to the sideline. Yes. Right. And so I've always had, so I would have a hard time even doing the soccer, like, you know, roll around. I couldn't, I just don't know if I could do it. I mean, I can, I mean, I can be theatrical, you know, but You'd like. You'd be great at it. I'd actually be great at it. <laughs> He's just, instead of like a third down back, like I am a guy that you, you sign me off the practice squad for a team that has tempo. And I'm just like, ah! Oh. And then, I mean, they should bring in like the soccer reps, like the run out and somebody brings the spray yeah. and sprays I mean, the leg. Because it's ridiculous. And... But it was like, that was extreme. That was the most extreme I've ever seen. It was the first drive of the game. I think it was like, it was Noah. They hit Noah on the shallow crosser and then Mills battering rammed <laughs> some people 10 yards down the, down the field. And they scoob it. Uh, you should have seen the Nebraska fans in the stadium who are generally very... Oh, they're polite very, fans, yeah. and if somebody gets hurt, they applaud them. And it was almost universal booing because they felt they they saw what was happening and it they knew clear. this team is taking a dive, and we're not even giving the benefit of the doubt this kid might be hurt, which you kind of yeah. want to do. But it was it seemed fishy. Like I've never seen so many <laughs> post first downs and post like big gains. People being it just, hurt it just, in it's my life. It's coincidental that literally every time they had to stop the game was after Nebraska got it going a little bit. Yeah. But the, you know who would never fake an injury is Garrett Nelson. Gar- Garrett Nelson. Did, okay, did you rewatch? So you were at the game, but did you, re- you rewatched it this morning? I, I did. I did. The first time he went into the game, it was like a nondescript, like, stuff run. And he came out of the pile and was just like, I mean, he is something. <laughs> He's everything a real Husker fan likes to see, though. He's just out of his mind, and you got to love every second if of it. If you run zone read, at, like, tell me his responsibility is running back. Because yeah, it's not sometimes, two different times. Yeah. I mean, he, homeboy. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you say get that, he'll go to the thing you say to get. I mean, he's almost like the water boy in some ways. You know, it's just like, he, I, not only can I do that for you, but that would do that for you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just his, the the just the 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 crunkness he displayed on the on the seriously it was like a, and I don't even think he really even like rocked a guy. He, he just got up and was so pumped. Like is that? But I get the sense that's like real. That's like, that's no homeboy. With him, is, it's real. It's every second. He's the the guy that sprints everywhere and. Oh, he's essentially man. like if you took somebody out of nineteen eighty seven, like. <laughs> You know, high school muscle head. That's him from the 80s. And he just, he is a throwback. He's from Scott's Bluff. I mean, it's refreshing, though. A guy like that, to me, is really refreshing because they they don't make them like that anymore. No, Everybody's too cool for school, and everybody wants to do their normal, you know. Right, a guy, like, he is, he is, the only thing he's concerned with is just flying around and knocking people's heads off. Yeah. And he, I love it. I just thought lot. it was like he he. There was a huge rise in the ranking of Nick Ba's favorite players. Garrett Nelson, like <laughs> he, he didn't even necessarily make that many great plays. I mean, in fact, he kind of like he didn't he play well actually. Yeah, late, but like, uh, but you, it's but no it lack just goes of effort. To show you, it's like you just there is something too. Like you, you just want to see guys lay it all out there. 
and you know, like for him, there's no lack of effort. I mean, part, partly of his problem is he's a true freshman and yeah. he shouldn't be playing because he's a true freshman. <laughs> but out of necessity, we need somebody like that to go out there and give us some life. It is his his energy is just fantastic. Oh, he's, he's great. I'm, he's, I'm a big fan. He's fantastic. Okay, so all right, we talked fake injuries. We talked Garrett Nelson being my favorite player. Uh, all right, good God, three in a row. Good God. All right. Uh, okay, so we'll start. We'll get to the defense in a second because obviously it was a rough day. I mean, Peyton Ramsey looked like Peyton Manning. Uh, what's his bucket? The wide receiver for Indiana had 14 catches. I mean, it's like he looked like yeah. Jerry Rice. I mean, it's like, okay, but we'll get to the defense in a second. But I want to start the conversation with this with this loss centered around the quarterback decision and Martinez not playing. Let me preface this entire conversation we're about to get into is I don't know Martinez's injury. I don't know the extent of it, all that. So, you know, when you when new information gets brought to you, you can get a new thought, right? But I just don't quite get it. Like, I struggle with the idea of your starting quarterback who's a captain, practicing all week, dressing, being a full participant in warmups, and then not playing. Now, I get the gamesmanship of keeping Indiana guessing. I, when, my, when I was a redshirt, Dotzler had like a torn PCL at the end of the year. And Coach Altman made Dotzler like put on his warm-up and like walk through warm-ups just to make like Wichita State like worry that Dot- – so sometimes I think coaches outthink yeah. themselves. But I get that. But Frost said after the game that Martinez, quote, was an option. So – I guess you're. What do you? There, I got more thoughts on that, but I don't want to like go on a huge. Rant so that here. that like, was the first I heard that he was really an option. Um, and I, I guess for me, it's this: if somebody goes through practice and is taking first team reps at full speed, doing things, I kind of think you're supposed to play, right? So I just don't know if he was doing that. I I, I was assuming that the reps went to. Vedral, Vedral, and, and McCa- some McCaffrey because they were saying McCaffrey was going to get yes play you know play early. So that tells me there was never a question that they're holding Martinez out. So I I'm assuming they said whatever it is, we're not going to give you the option. You're too valuable. We're not going to mess with it. So and I don't even know what Martinez's injury really. I, is. I don't either. And and again, I think it was Rick Pizzo, the sideline reporter, said you could tell Martinez wasn't 100% watching him go through warm-ups. But it's like, I guess I just struggle. This is just, and again, we don't need to stick on this too long. But I think it's, I mean, that's a big thing. That is, it, thought just came to me that you just said, you said he didn't look. He didn't look. Rick, According to Rick Pizzo, the sideline reporter, said you, it, watching him go through warm-ups, it was clear he wasn't 100%. So I, I think that's maybe part of the, the mindset here could be with our offense in the state it is, we need somebody that can run the ball at quarterback. Right. Because, I mean, we really had success yesterday with a lot run. of those quarterback runs. And, and maybe the if we have an immobile, you know, semi-hurt quarterback who's our best player, 
Um, but we, you know, we can't run him. It maybe that limits our offense so much right now right. that they say they can kind of balance the the protect Martinez with we can maybe be just a little bit more efficient with you know with our with our limited weaponry if you yeah may say so you know so I don't know if that's if that's part of it too is it right now with our offense we need to run that quarterback so much that it's almost better to just not and, risk because we'd have to run him we we couldn't and, and I get that I I guess I can I can wrap my mind around that the one thing I don't wrap my mind around is like. I mean, I, I understand I, to a certain extent. I get the whole long-term health c- and concern and all that stuff. But if that is top of mind, then like, I stroke like, why dress him? Why make him go through warm up? Like, I, I think it's the game and ship. It's no question because in there, then they're maybe they had two packages. Who knows, right? Yeah, like, I, and I and again, I I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make it sound like I, I just you know I heard some people. You know, being like, what? Well, you know, you you gotta. If he's not one hundred percent, you gotta save him. It's like, well, save him for what? That, that's that's more where I'm at. What, like, what the fuck are you saving it? Like, I'm at the point where it's like, you gotta start winning football games. Yesterday's yeah. game was important, and I guess what I just don't love is, on some level, is 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 the decision to not play him. Uh, in a in a weird way, uh, like sending a message that and this game's not that important, and that that's I, that's sort of my problem too. Is and again, I, we and need I, more information. We need more, but like he can. This is all we can go he, off. If he could go, I'm under the mindset like you should go. That's a part of football. If you if you are waiting to be 100 percent to play the sport of football in the season, guess what? You'll never play because football is a sport. I mean, you play like how how many guys are 100 percent after pretty much fucking week one? After the first day of fall camp, <laughs> you're never 100. percent You're not even. And so I I, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I, we need more. I wish I had more information, knowing exactly what the nature of his injury is what the whole plan was and all that. I'm just, and, and listen, I'm far from Johnny tough guy here, but I am, I am cut from the school of thought of like, if you can play, you play. Yeah. There, there is, there is this, this discussion out there on, like you said, the saving of him. And that's something that that's new to me. I don't know what that means. Well, I don't, I don't get like, I don't, I don't understand saving for what, like, Bro, we're we're it's twenty games into his career. You know what? This is his. You know what doesn't matter? The Iowa game at the end of the season doesn't matter if you lose the rest of these games. That, that's what I'm like. You save know, him like for what? It or, doesn't or save matter. Him, save him for what? It like, doesn't I, matter. I mean, save the only him reason for you what? don't play him if the injury has a chance that if you play him early, it it could be severe. Yeah, right? and and my, that might be the case. But I just if that's said, like, the case, then you save him. You say right. it's not worth it to go out there and risk. You know something that's hanging on I, by a thread. He needs a couple more weeks, and right. then he'll be like. So then, that, if that's the case, that's the case. But if it's not that, I think you got to play the guy. I, that, that's where I'm at. And again, we're all, we don't we're not privy to all the information. I mean, even the whole deal at the end of the game. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is where like I don't want to come off like I'm old man. Like problem with kids these days is your gosh darn suck. Like, I don't want to get into that, but like even the whole deal at the end of Vedral coming back in the game, like, yeah, I I just don't quite get it. I just don't get it. What, what happened? Either you can play, 
both. Either you can play or you can't play. And maybe, and maybe they felt like, hey, Luke came in, Luke got it going, let's ride Luke. But they didn't ride Luke. But they, but <laughs> I guess I'm just like, I don't get it. Like all of a sudden when Noah came back in, I was flabbergasted. Where of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Either you're knocked out of the game and you're out of the game or you're not. Yeah. And so I just don't, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, there, there's a part of me that doesn't grasp these injuries and then the, the thought process of who plays and why and who go, I, but I don't know. I mean, all I know is Wondell Robinson tore his ankle pretty good at Minnesota. Homeboy was out there running like a warrior. He's our best player. Not even close. Isn't it amazing how much better he looks and how when he does something, you go, oh, that's how a good player oh, does Oh, that's it. good. Yeah, you get, I mean, that's it. Like, oh. That's how you run. I mean, that's yeah, how you that's how you juke. That's how you finish runs. What yeah. I mean you you know, it's like the whole thing of uh it might have been coward used to talk about there's like there's there's sports bar hot for chicks and then there's club hot. Mm-hmm. It's all rel- you know, it's like you can you talk yourself we've all were I remember being in college and like you're that night class or whatever, you like you talk yourself into like, I tell you what, Dolores over there is not yeah. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, then then you get out into a different context. You're like, then you eh. go to then you go to L.A. for a week and you go, oh my oh, god, wait a minute, that's not it. And it's the same thing where it's like you talk yourself into like, tell you what, this guy's not bad. And then you see Wandale and you're like, oh, oh, so that's what a good player looks like. Yeah, I think we need to next off season put a big a big sign on the door that says check yourself Husker fans because like we all do this every year without seeing guys. In a game, we we sort of anoint them. Oh, solid player, great! Like he'll be good next year. He'll be a uh, and like until the until you do it in a game, we don't know who you are. We don't yeah. know what you are. So you killed in high school. Guess what? So did everybody. Yeah. So did everybody. Yeah, and so it's 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 just it's amazing that he's been the one guy this year that. I don't know that he – I think he exceeded expectations. He, I don't know that you. we knew – I didn't know – I know this. I didn't think he was going to be able to take the ball in the backfield and just be a running back. That's – I say the biggest diff, The biggest thing that – I thought – I didn't think he'd be able to run tough and, and carry the ball 22 times, you know, like in between the tackles and run. I didn't think he was that kind of a player. I thought he was going to be a, a you know – Jet sweeps and, you know, quick bubble screens and little right. choice routes. Like, I did not think they would just say, you're getting 25 touches a game. It's coming from anywhere in the field, including right. just hand the ball on the goal line, short yard, whatever. When we are in trouble, that guy comes onto the field and he gets the ball. Yes. That's our offense. That's 100%. what we do. If we're like anything that we need to be stabilized, it's. Wandale, where are you? The ball's coming. Right. Which I think's great. So it's smart to get that guy the ball, but he's what if we didn't have him? He he's he's so on another stratosphere, Nebraska's best player. It's oh. not even close. Yeah. I mean, it's literally not even close. So I mean he had he had twenty two carries, eighty three yards and a touchdown, and six catches, seventy one yards. So he had twenty eight touches yesterday. And so I mean he was great. Okay. I felt like I came off as like I was irate at everything. And I am I mean, I'm just I'm frustrated like everyone else with just the situation. Yeah. You know? I'm irate. You, you gotta you, play. You, 
I, uh, I heard a I heard Woody Harrelson in an interview with them this week, and oh, no. he apparently has in this interview saying he's he's been in hundreds of fights. Really? Yeah, it was really I was, I was listening to this. I was going, oh my god, hundreds of fights. He said, yeah, it's like something about being in New York, and in, it was like the '80s, and he just <laughs> get into fights. He said one time he's walking down the street, and a guy was just, and they just were looking at each other. And not a word was spoken. You're kidding And me. they started going at it. No. So I feel like right now you might need to. Maybe. You kind of got it in you. Do you want to? I wanna... think, but I think I probably feel a lot like everyone. We're supposed to be Nebraska nice and all that stuff, but I probably feel, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can, like, I feel like my frustration with everything spilled out into that one topic. And again, I want to make, because like, I love Martinez. I love Frost. I just don't, I wish I understood. And I get the whole don't talk about injuries. I think more often than not, that serves you better. But it also, it makes you kind of scratch your head. I guess I just don't, I don't know, man. I Like, if you can practice and you can dress and you can go through warm-ups, I've just... Well, we don't, don't know, know is, did he practice? He was in pads. But, but did he, like, there's a difference between sometimes when you're progressing to get back in the field, it's like, put you in pads and go through individuals, which is, you know, sure. trying and to it, get... Yeah, I don't know. But, I, you know, like, if it's a knee that's not stable... Okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just I thought, think mod- I, the modern era is, you know, protect the things that could derail a career. Right. Versus, hey, his ankle's sore. He's not moving fast enough. He could easily play. Like, that's a whole different thing than and, your knee's not stable. And again, I don't know if this is – I don't know – like, I'm frustrated. And I don't even know necessarily who I'm frustrated with because I don't know how much this is. Martinez making this decision, the coaching staff, the training it's staff. It's not Martinez. I, I, it just – I don't – Let me just tell you, it's not Martinez. Right. I, I guess I'm just – again, all I can go off of is like I just – if you if you, if you you dress and go through warm-ups and, you, like, and, and you're an option to play, yeah. like I just felt I, – I kind of am cut from the school of thought of like you play. Okay, well, let's get into like the actual game as we're 20 minutes into this thing here. Uh, so one thing that I thought was – I thought, first of all, I thought, I thought Noah Vedrola and McCaffrey played really well. I almost want to give those guys like – an A for their effort. Yes. For for being backup quarterbacks. One is a third string quarterback. I mean, I'll give freshman. Luke Luke McCaffrey an A for his performance as a third string true freshman quarterback. You could not ask for more. Did not turn the ball over, led touchdown drives, ran the ball ran like hard. Everything you could have asked for out of that guy, that's an A. Vedral would have been an A except for his his two fumbles. I mean, yeah. that was it was really like Let's give Scott Frost credit. You want to talk about bringing the bringing the like the the scheme, like the right calls, the right times. Frost was calling an A game, like truly an A game as a totally. coach. Vedro was playing A ball, but just literally, you can't fumble. You can't fumble the ball uh, on that one play. That's it's bizarre how that yeah, it hit happens. his knee. It looked. I like. mean, but you just you can't do that, and then you can't have Noah. Noah can't fumble going in, and you can't jump off sides and then miss a field. I mean, yeah, that's 17 points right there, and probably gave them seven going back. It's a 24 point swing in my well, yeah. Book. I mean, if you, I mean, if you think about the uh, the fumble from Vedral, they're inside the red zone. That's a potentially, that's like a a potential 14 point swing. Oh yeah, or, I mean, or like, I mean, that's in a, the game. Then the game, like, we always talk about momentum, and 
and we do this of well, if this happened, but like that's a true easy one. That's no question. We're riding high in momentum because if, we were already Nick in the stadium. The momentum was Nebraska's. Even it was fourteen nine, and momentum was all ours. It would have been twenty one nine, and I'm telling you, it's a it's a it could be a different so game. different I mean, because. I just thought, like you said, because I tweeted yesterday, I thought Frost's offensive script was amazing. Like, he, I thought he had a really good day. Great day. Like, like his play calls, his dealing with two different quarterbacks, both inexperienced, one guy. He had them ready. I mean, here's the thing is he had McCaffrey ready to very go. Very ready for that situation. And that, in my mind, what he did as a coach preparing those guys this week had that team prepared to win. That offense was prepared to win that game because, because of those two quarterbacks were ready to go. Because, well, I mean, be- between Vedrill and McCaffrey, they were 19 of 22 passing, 272 yards and a touchdown. And between the two of them, they had 97 yards rushing. Like, that'll do. Yeah. That, that'll do. Side note, was on Vedrill's fumble, did the Indiana player – who could have blocked Vedral make the world's worst play ever. Now it didn't matter because they ended up scoring, but like he let, so big boy oh. was running hey. and he let Vedral. It's like he got out of the way. So Vedral could run him down. Uh, that, that was a terrible play. <laughs> it should have been like, it was the, like <laughs> great I almost, hustle by Vedral. Hey, Vedral fumbled it, laid in the ground, got up and is unbelievable hustle by Vedral. Great hustle. But, but if we would have stopped him, that guy, like the next day you're like, you could lose a game by not just turn around and blocking. Let's it. say, let's say, Vedral, like, let's say Nebraska stuffs him, or like gets a a, a stand and misses a field goal mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that's the game potentially. And I just like I probably want to like send that to like Scott Van Pelt and be like, I don't know if you want to do your one big thing or like on the block, just, so, block somebody. <laughs> that was the worst play of the day yesterday. Oh. That he, was, he, I, anybody that he, he ran, it was like he literally got out of the way for Vedral to run his teammate down. Yeah. Homeboy was so tired. Oh, man. I hate, trust me. I've had a few of those. He before. was so tired. But no, I'm with you. I thought the, the big thing I want to start, I thought the offensive script and play calling from Frost was fantastic. I think uh, Noah Vedral and McCaffrey played really well. It is, it is interesting. Like, how is it that, like, when you just. Look at Noah Vedral, look at Luke McCaffrey, and look at Adrian Martinez. How is it that that Vedral and McCaffrey like run the ball, or, or like they basically ran the ball yesterday as good as Martinez? It's kind of interesting to me. It's like yeah. I don't. There, there just been this. There's been this hesitancy with Martinez to, I don't know if to run tough, stick his nose I feel in like there. I haven't seen Martinez play in forever. <laughs> it does feel like it's been. Well, he went out because he's. Basically, like third quarter of the Northwestern game. Yes. So. So I mean, we're a good three weeks removed from that. Yeah. So or feels, so. It feels like it's been a bit. But I guess it's just I thought those two guys ran the ball ever bit like as good as now. When Martinez has run the ball at his best, he's been a better run of those guys. But this season, I thought both those guys ran the ball just as good as Martinez. You, did you know the two things that they're doing, and I think they're doing them out of necessity, is they are. There's way more drawn up quarterback runs and they're being very defined in those and those two are quick to scramble and we were sort of we I think one of the things Martinez was doing is he was holding the ball a long time and right. not scrambling so I think if that's the appearance it's for that reason that those guys for 
the circumstances they're in, they are tucking and running quick with the ball, and they're also there's more true quarterback runs where Be- Martinez is being asked to hand it a lot early. Right, because I, I, I think a part of what like not only was the play calling and schemes and all those things better, but I think a part of why the offense performed better was there felt like there was an even there was more of a concerted effort for the quarterback run game. Yeah. Because there was 19 combined quarterback carries yesterday, which I think really helped the rushing attack overall. And so what do you think about McCaffrey's poise? Oh, I I was I was super impressed with that guy yesterday. Like, he, because the one thing is, like, he looks like a little kid. Like, he, he still looks like baby faced. He's still, like, I mean, and he came, like, he came into the game and even like the execution of the screen was perfect. It was a, it was the old Southeast number three. It was post wheel on the touchdown. He ran hard. I was just, I was so impressed with that dude. I yesterday. think if you're like born McCaffrey, it's like you don't lack confidence. It's like we're the McCaffrey. Because like. there is something too. <laughs> I I had a, I read that his like he was uh like his high school teams were like really good, right? really good. Like I think he's like a a winner, elite competitor kind of a guy, and I think you could kind of sense that that he wasn't. I'm kind of big on that with a quarterback. Like, didn't seem scared of the moment. He never once seemed like he was overwhelmed by anything. It's funny. Uh, I was reading the paper today, the World Herald, and one of the quotes in there was, it's, I think it was maybe from, you know, the maniac. Garrett, Garrett Nelson. Nelson. <laughs> He's like, ah! Said Nelson. Ah! Let's try it. Let's kill him. Said Nelson. And the defensive line really worked hard. <laughs> said Nelson. <laughs> there was nothing in, nothing in the quotes except for Nelson did smash his head into the wall. It was I a want sound. him to go up to the I want him to go up to the podium and any question that asked him, he just like breaks boards with his head, or he like bites glass, or he just like throws a brick on the ground. Like those are how he answers the questions because that's truthfully that would sum it up better than like anything he could say. Right I think now. we need to let everyone else do the tongue walk and then have Nelson do like the ultimate warrior where he comes and he shakes the rope. <laughs> just runs around the whole stadium and just shakes the rope. I'm all in on that. Okay, but sorry, what did what did uh Mr. Crunk Juice say? Oh, he said that he goes. That guy's not normal. He goes. He lives. He lives in the the film room. I think, to me, guys like McCaffrey are like we, we can't have enough of those guys who I think are. I mean, he's a skinny twerp, and he has no business being that game and being confident. But you know what? I guarantee that guy is preparing his butt off, and he's he he's been on winning teams. Understands like you got to go out there with a mindset of like, we're playing to freaking win. Well, and you I know? think I, the first of all, it's cool. I guess you're not Christian McCaffrey tweeted right after Luke threw the touchdown. Yeah. And was just pumped. There's something that gets me excited knowing that Christian McCaffrey, Christian freaking McCaffrey, who's having an unbelievable season in, in MVP, MVP run. type season this year is, was sitting at his house watching the Nebraska game, and you know he was going nuts for his brother. That gets me fired up for some reason. Oh, yeah. But I think I do subscribe to the school thought of, like, your family and you, because you're, like, a perfect example. Like, your family matters, Carl Winslow, when it comes (laughs) – 
<laughs> when it comes to when it comes to your your deep thoughts with Nick Bob. <laughs> your family, your family matters. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you remember the Conley? You don't remember the Kanye line? Too many Urkels on your team. That's why your win's low. That's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> Anybody, any rap lyric that can bring it. Are in you saying the, we got too many Urkels? We in got our too team? many Urkels on our team. That's why our win's low. That's pretty much what is jumping out of me. With Who this. said, did I do that this week? <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> Another blown coverage, Lamar. Did I do that? Did I do that? Full start. <laughs> did I do that? Should have been on the line. Did I do that? Uh, I feel like roughing the pass with Muhammad Barry. <laughs> Did I do that? Oh, God. You too many Urkels. Our wins are low. Oh, I'm just wet now. I've got a sweat tear combination going. <laughs> I feel like Urkel, I feel like the did I do that thing, did it slowly get phased out? I thought early on the writers were like, did I do that and you got any cheese were, are going to be huge. And they slowly like. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't doubt that the guy that played Urkel was like, I'm not saying it anymore. I'm done with it. I won't do it again. He's like, make me Stefan. Just make me cool. I mean, he, I can't he, get girls. Uh, I need to be cool. I always thought Myra, Myra, Urkel's girlfriend, was way hotter than Laura. Yeah, that was a mistake in if the right. If I'd have been one of that. Urkel's homies, I'd have been like, Steve, what are you looking at? You got, Myra's got it going on, dog. Yeah, that was an easy. Laura one. doesn't want you. She doesn't you know? like you. You got the the ten. You got Myra, and she's psycho about you. She's obsessed <laughs> with you, bro. She loves you. I mean, come on. I don't quite get that. We do got too many did I do that's going on on the football team right now. Yeah, we're, I mean, our Urkel level was high. Would yesterday. you be off the team if in film, like Lamar Jackson would <laughs> Like, imagine a film setting. You get the P.I., they're looking at it. He stands up and goes, <clears throat> did I do that? Is he off? <laughs> First of all, does Eric Shenander get the reference? I think people do, and I think, I think people. I think, I think everybody in the room would laugh, and the coach, the coach would either laugh or kick you off the team. I don't know. I think everybody would laugh because it's so ridiculous. Mike Williams lines up in illegal formation and runs. <laughs> oh God! Okay, what were we talking? About? Oh, fa- the McCaffrey family. I don't remember. What we were we're, okay, what I wanted to say was. Your family matters. Oh. From the standpoint of like, think about whenever I would go to your house, it was just like football galore. Yeah. Your dad, your brother, like it just was like, you guys, when it was time to like watch something, you guys would watch NFL films. Yes. And I'd imagine with Ed McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Dylan McCaffrey, is that the Michigan? The, I think, I think it right. sounds right. And that like, you, I bet it's just... They're like, you pass the pasta and they're like, zone read the pasta, <laughs> pitch the breadsticks. Like it's, just, like, it's just nonstop football, like in that house. And that stuff matters. Like, I think he's just, I bet Luke McCaffrey just, I bet if you, he's just, it's immersed in his subconscious football, 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 football. Well, football. So, so that, 
there's a there's something that I that's I totally agree with on that because I that's that to me is the people that when you say I don't think people understand when you say oh, that's a guy that loves football. I think there's a big difference between people who yeah, I love football. I like to I really like playing it. And then you see that their whole life they just sort of like it's just like they'll show up to practice, do what right. you're told to do. And then there's people who their whole lives they've been obsessing over it. They obsess over the players, the history of it. They can't get enough of it. They want to if if you say okay, it's time to study, they're going to look through everything. Right. They're going to and they're constantly thinking of little ways to to get better and like in there so I would bet my bottom dollar if that's a I I that way so. old, like, that's what old I think that's bet like, my I bottom bet dollar, my dollar. <laughs> I don't know what the bottom I dollar is I bet my bottom dollar will win world war 1 I. <laughs> I bet my bottom dollar <laughs> that the McCaffrey family love football love. I'm talking love it and they've been all the boys probably I mean that's when your dad's it, playing for the Broncos growing up like you I mean that's for me my dad you know my dad played pro football and so that was something that I knew in the back of my head is like that's what my dad did if i like there was no thought that like you 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 just love football right. because I, it's a part of your life right and that and that's i think that's real cuz i think what you're saying is that there's a difference between liking football and just being like like i am in love with the game of basketball everything about it a, a base and out of bounds play a ball screen coverage a shooting drill like i'm in love with it all you love even the, the de- dr- i yeah, used the to details I, the details of it i used to just draw basketball hoops and nets on my like you know when you draw on your folder it's like i mean i'm obsessed i'm yep. i am madly in love with the sport and McCaffrey strikes me as a guy, the McCaffrey family, that they are just madly in love with football. And and I think that makes a difference when you then get into a football game. That dude was not scared of that moment at all. And in fact, was like, oh, like there was almost an element of like, oh, check this out. Yeah. And, and I think you just know how to play. That's the other thing, too. Like, I don't know if Luke McCaffrey is... You know, he, he's not an athlete like Christian. Christian no. was a oh, Christian's extremely a- gifted athlete. Luke looks like he's a good athlete who really has got some good craft and is is a smart, tough football player guy. Like, he loves the game. So, but I think guys that love the game and know the game know how to play. I totally agree. And there's a difference between just, like, you're talented and knowing how to play. But even some as little as, like, his screen pass – his first completion to Wandale, like the way he set that up, because you know, like you understand why, yeah, like the why of what we're doing. So I need to, I need to sell, I, I need to give time for it to develop, sell the the misdirection, like just little stuff like that. Where guys that don't know how to do it, they they Rush technically it, yeah. do it, but they're not selling it or or understanding, yeah, they, and they can't and, do it in a game too. Right. And so I I was impressed that he just had the. The confidence and right. the sort of just the football instincts to go out there and execute plays and execute drives as a third string quarterback. That's as not a easy for I mean, yeah. Like his the touchdown drive that ended with the the touchdown to Noah was just he was pumped. Mm-hmm. He I you know what's pretty impressive? That was like a 25, 30 yard touchdown pass. And you see, he was like the first one that got to Noah to set it was like he, was, he threw it and just like 
It was like he was running underneath his pass to like. He was the intended receiver. Yeah, he was like, you know, when you play with yourself and throw it to yourself, that's pretty much what it was like. Okay, I want to apologize to everyone listening right now from the bottom of my aorta that it is, we're at 39 minutes into this pod and we have not talked about the defense. That's so, that's here we go, my friend. Uh, You are uh, a former black shirt, former all Big 12 player. So, I mean, I don't – I mean, I guess the – to me, the the all of Nebraska's issues yesterday, they actually did a pretty good job against the run. Um, but it all starts with – they just – Peyton Ramsey had all day. There was zero pass rush. They, uh, they got no pressure when they brought four. And when even when they blitzed, they rarely got home. I think everything kind of like – stemmed from that i guess you played defense what 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 are you seeing well i i rewatched it again this morning just so i I at least have a vague idea what i'm talking about i mean and and you don't ever know until you know who's got what in the calls but usually you can kind of decipher somewhat so what you said is right we couldn't get a pass rush for the most part i mean all day and they threw a lot yeah i mean they were throwing on first down you know, it felt like every, when you were out there, I was like, I couldn't believe how much they were throwing on. And so they threw the ball. Man, it seems like they threw the ball more than 40 times. They it, did. It, but they, threw, they were 27 of 40 for 351 yards. Yeah. So it seemed like they were throwing just every snap. So we couldn't get a pass rush. We couldn't win one-on-ones. Our stunts weren't working. Our blitzes weren't hitting there. So part of that's just we're not winning. Second part is they schemed us really well. It they, did seem like they always had like the perfect call. They did. They won that battle. So there's a cat and mouse game. Indiana checkmate. They won that battle. They had us schemed well. Um, the things that they were doing, uh, for instance, lots of four and five wides and lots of the splits would sometimes get tight. So lots of things they were doing, lots of crossing routes and, you know, rub routes, pick routes. Um and to me, when I see that, I know that on a defense, you got to be able to do, you got to be able to pass those things off. Mm-hmm. And you got to communicate. So you got to be prepared and you got to know the splits and the, the, the different uh, the route combinations to expect. So that's detail. So you got to communicate and you got to know what you're, what you're seeing. So detail and communication have to be great. I think our detail and communication was clearly poor. We were not passing routes off in every every third and fourth. Like so, I think I I think they were nine of sixteen on third and fourth down conversions. I mean, which when you're winning that much on third and fourth down, that's a bad sign. But I mean, it was just to me. I, I see these short splits and we they'd be in bunches, which is like the you know like yeah. the triangle setup yep. almost. And our guys just. It looked like it was way harder than it needed to be. You know, not that it's easy, but you don't have to make it hard. You you always want to make, you know, like you never want to make something difficult. Call the thing that can make it easiest. So if he goes out, you got the out. He You got the up, you got the in. And it seemed like there were too many times where we just either busted it or we were trying to just man it or, you know, it was just, it was too difficult where you just can't do that. He, so... Real quick, Michael Severe, who just always like dives into the numbers of things, he had an interesting little nugget here that I that 
that is just it kind of is what you're talking about to a certain extent. But like um, he talks about he said the black shirts weren't bad on first and second down overall, but gave up plays of 22, 19, 23, 23 and 11 yards on third downs. And then also a 23 yard play on fourth down and a 38 yard play on second and 20. Yeah. So, but you know, the, part of what I'm like, so my point is these details, right? So the details and coaches say details. And I think most people go, well, what does that even mean? And to me, that just means this is how we're going to defend them if they come out like this. And that should be easy then because you know, I got him here, you got him there. And you recognize, and so you're anticipating what they're going to do. And if you don't know those details and they come out and you don't make the right call, then all of a sudden you're in something that is hard to defend. Right. Because there's always something you got to give up on defense, right? Right. Every defense has something that, that has a weakness. And what you try to do is take away something and then rally to that weakness, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think what we are still failing to do is – is no when and where to 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 take away things like like. But I think that's what instance, like what the, Michael's tweet was about. Yeah. So bit. the second the second and twenty twenty and we're pressing a guy on the line and give up a fade. Where then I see other times we're fifteen yards off on third and four. I guess, you know, and, but, but I think I think I just some go, of that goes back to our McCaffrey conversation. I don't know how like a part of like thinking the game. Yes. Like. I think that's also a part of it. That That's exactly what it is. It's the guys that are – and that comes from preparation. The guys right. that love football and are going to be prepared, they, like these – like the coaches are going to go over all these plays and these routes, and there's a way to handle these things. And I, I have a hard time believing that it's – like I think sometimes, oh, the, we're getting out-schemed, which I, I will say we probably did. There's they knew times. where it's going, but still – even if they know what you're going to do, you should be able to do it effectively. Right. You know, you should be able to do it somewhat like you should have a call that works. You know, when you're when you're dropping seven, or eight guys in the coverage, like you should be able to cover. Well, the thing that's scary is, you know, in uh, you and I play golf a little bit. And one of the things that you try to one of the schools of thought when you're when you're teeing off is eliminate one side of the course. So if like where where you get into trouble is if you're slicing and hooking. Yeah. You know, where like you 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 like I might miss, but I'm never gonna miss left. Yeah. One of the things that is scary is the last two games, it has been they got gashed on the ground and then got gashed through through the air. So all of a sudden now it's not even a thing where it's like, okay, at least Nebraska can do this and try to take away this and be solid at this. I mean, two straight you gave up 300 yards on the ground to Minnesota, and then you gave up 300 yards through the air to Indiana. Like that is. That's bad. I, I would actually take through the air. I yeah, would take that so because I. what I saw out of them yesterday was things that we can correct. When you get, when you get the ball ran down your throat, it's, it's hard to say we, we could correct those things, but to me, the yesterday was about detail, and we didn't have it. We didn't have the understanding of the down and distance, and we didn't have the understanding of what what's the what's the coverage call? Because usually you're gonna 
you got a call for each side of the field would be my guess. Right. And you know, you gotta you gotta be able to recognize the formation and make the call. Have what did you hear going back two two weeks where PJ Fleck talked about how he basically said I felt like if if we could get the linebackers yeah. and people going side to side, they would get out of their run fits. What like because obviously you were a backer. What is what is that? Because even Frost then he goes after watching the ball, he goes, We didn't get moved as much as I thought. It just guys weren't fitting right at the second and the third level. What do you have any idea? Uh, from last week's, yeah, I mean, from, that, from Minnesota, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, last week they, that's what they were doing is they were just we were getting either hooked on the line or you know we weren't getting you know getting to our gaps essentially, right? Um, which you know it it sounds simple, but that's just that's getting beat, right? So I think we were just getting beat and not doing not doing the job. This week, I don't think we really had as many issues in the run game. Like I said, they almost didn't try to run. But I, I, I think we had we had issues at linebacker, you know, covering the you know covering the ball. Um, I guess like more anticipating, like we weren't anticipating fast enough. We were always a step or two slow. And the hard part, but it, and then it's a double whammy of you're not getting any. So it's like the details of down and distance and communication yeah. on route concepts get compounded when you're also getting no pass rush. So it's like you can sure. make up – that, that's the beauty of football. It's like I can help you, you can help me. Like th there can be times you can get a coverage sack. There can be times th a play can't develop long enough for – maybe you maybe you didn't mess up a communication, but Darian Daniels bust through there and, and, and knocked down, got a sack or whatever. Yeah. So it was like it was both ends. The front end and the back end wasn't – for sure, one, one and, and in that quarterback never was worried. He was never oh. he was never worried. But, and the part where they were, I knew that we were getting out scheme too was when the guy that he's looking at and he's waiting for would always come open. You know, so right, he rarely kind of yeah, it wasn't like as his, much. You know, it was like these those pick plays, the crossing routes, and right. he was getting to the guy he wanted to go to, which tells me that they okay. We're not we're not making them do something they don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's good good job by them. Kudos, but at the same time, you know, we got to find a way to disrupt the quarterbacks, um, and then we just got to we got to be more detailed. Like we got to be able to to at some point get a stop. Like when you need a stop, you've got to be able that, to just that's the thing. Cover like, you got to be able to cover. I mean, you're getting oh. the third. Like the hard part is getting people in third and longs and like we were doing that. That's I think the thing. that I think that's the hard part. The third down long, I was like I always thought that was the lick your chops down. Like so if you're a defender, you get to pass rush. As a linebacker and a and a DB, you get to cover knowing they're going to throw. Like that's great. Like that's right. what you look forward to. So I I don't the, I struggle to understand how how we can't get off the field better the inability to get off the field throughout throughout the game is maddening and then the inability to get off the field in big moments too where there were two that I wrote down third and uh 31 24 fourth quarter Indiana has a fourth and seven oh, yeah. and they they complete a pass and Carlos Davis gets a late hit yep and then Indiana scores a touchdown on the next play. So, again, these are moments where it's like you're almost off the field 
down seven to in two plays, you're down 14. And the game's dang near over. And the game's pretty much over. But even then, that you know, Nebraska rallied, cut it to 38-31, and third and seven. Our boy. Our, our boy, the Garrett warrior. Nelson. The ultimate, ultimate warrior. it. And Ramsey, you know, they're you know, broken funny. Tain. That happens to freshmen. I'm, I'm telling you, freshmen, the one thing about freshmen is there's, a, and I think quarterbacks do this to them, like freshmen lose contain. That's part of, like, he was rushing outside, but, like, he was going against a big tackle, and it's hard to, that that's okay. I, I'm giving him a pass because he's a freshman. Right. Because that guy, that guy we love me plays hard, but, you know, he's out there because there's nobody in the upperclassmen that's, that can do it right now. That guy, that guy, you can't put it on a freshman to win a game right. for you. I don't so, think. Uh, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm totally with you. I'm just saying those are two examples of plays where it's like, man, all you got. I mean, you got yourself fourth and seven and third and seven. And, and Indiana was stupid enough up seven to throw an incomplete pass on second down. Yes. I know. It, it's stupid. Like, I mean, that, that to me is the, that was their first step of game mismanagement. And we hadn't we had an opportunity. Once again, we don't take advantage. Like they gave you they gave you a lifeline. Take advantage of it. Right. Get off the field. It it is it's hard. It seems like one of the things that's weird about this season is uh there's kind of never been a game. It's like one game the defense plays well and the offense plays bad, and then one then there'll be a game where the the offense plays well or the defense plays well and the the offense like they've we've yet to have a game where I felt like both units were really clicking. But with all that said, and sometimes I feel like I'm a not some of the stuff is indefensible with the defense, but like sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit of a defensive apologist with stuff just because I think people there's an inordinate amount of of angst on the defensive side. Yeah than the offense. And we've been over that. But stop for a second and think one of the touchdowns was the Vedral fumble returned to the yeah. inside the 10 or whatever, or got yeah. it maybe to the three or I can't remember. It was, it was inside the, yeah. it was inside the 10. Then there was in the, there was a 19 yard punt in the third quarter where Isaac Armstrong oh shanks one out of bounds and Indiana takes the ball over at the 35 yard line. And so, that's, and then that's Kenne points. That's essentially giving somebody points. And, and, and then Noah f fumbled that set up a touchdown as well. So again, I'm not sitting here. I mean, obviously the deep losing football, those but, three plays you described is nothing more than losing football. Those guys are making losing football plays. Right. When you need to make winning football plays, I just think when when you're not, clearly neither side of the ball is elite, so when that's the case, the other side just cannot like catastrophe can't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can't allow you're the, you can't give the defense no chance to 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 get a stop. But like I don't know. In the I mean they held the they held them to a field goal in the red zone. Um, they, you know, again, one of them was the Noah fumble that that got all the way turned to the doorstep. So I, I Here, just here's the thing: it was it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as Minnesota was atrocious. Ohio State was bad. Like this this defensive por uh, performance was uh, it was more frustrating than it was just like 
it, it was just so much worse when they were running it down. We're missing tackles. Like we weren't missing tackles. We were. It was just we weren't detailed enough in their scheme. They were out scheming us and out. You know, uh, just we just right that's now, what's Nebraska, frustrating, right? Yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska's self-inflicted wounds amplify their weaknesses. Correct. And my thought is rather than get all, rather than totally focus on the weaknesses to one, the one thing that can immediately you can try to correct is the self-inflicted wounds. And this goes back to what we talked about the whole year. It's like until Nebraska can get to the point where they're not having to worry about themselves every game and, and the, the penalties and the turnovers and just the bonehead stuff. So here's what's funny. You, you saying this, and you just went through those handful of plays. The Vedro fumble, the Noah fumble, the bad punt, the kick, out of, kick, kick off out of bounds. Um, you take away those four things. And and the fourth and one lineup wrong. And Mike the fourth Williams and love. Make, and then those you, are, so five plays – that are under that are your control. 100%. Have nothing to do with talent. Have nothing to do with anything. It's just you can't make a losing football play. You can't make that. Yeah. You can't. On those situations, you have to just. You just cannot afford to make that like next level bad play. Right. You can get tackled for a loss and it's a win. You can't fumble. You can catch the ball and fall down and make no yards after contact. Or after right. catch. Which you like to call. Yak. Yeah, it's what Nick likes to call yak. Um, and that's a win. Yes. But you cannot fumble and give it back. You cannot, when you are just a receiver, just decide, I'm going to space off and not line up on the ball where I'm supposed to be. Like, that's just, like every time you line up, there's no excuse for not being like, who's off, who's on, check with the ref. Check. Yeah, like that, that that's is all the, you, that's all you have to do. That is the, yeah, like you have nothing left to do on that play. Right. And so, those five plays are the difference between getting beat and those are self-inflicted. Those are self-inflicted. That's how it. That's so what's that, frustrating. I guess that's and and it, and it was to me it was even more clear. That's why I really have enjoyed doing this, just because I get to hang out with you and it's just fun. But like, I've enjoyed the process of always rewatching the game on Sunday because it gives you like rewatching the game again yes there were some atrocious things defensively but overall i felt i walked away more being like if nebraska can just get out of their own way on those five plays that we just listed yeah. nebraska wins the game while, and we and yeah, we're, while with, playing bad defense while like, playing, while bad, playing defense bad defense and defense. having your second string quarterback and your third string quarterback have to come in and you still put up 500 yards of offense and score 31 yeah. points we like, played really bad in defense and I don't think it would have mattered if those five plays didn't happen. No. If those five plays that had nothing to do with our entire defensive performance, we still win that game probably. So that's where I think – I just want to make sure that, you know, you know the whole thing of like don't treat, don't treat the symptom, treat the cause. And to me the symptom of a lot, a lot of this stuff is – the defense and oh, what are they doing on the past team? And it's like all that stuff's valid, but a lot of the root cause of the issues are a lot of self-inflicted stuff. 
at least that that's how and again I'm not I'm not here to try to just let the defense off the hook. They were I mean they gave up they've given up 300 on the ground and 300 through the air yeah, in the, back to back games. The defense it's has their good. work for them and like I said my my thing with them is I don't know if they need to simplify but they just need to be clear in what you're doing so then it's at least man on man. Right. You make don't don't get you, don't let yourself get out schemed by not being detailed. You you wonder if uh, there's a part of me that wonders if they spent the whole bye week and coming up this week, like sometimes when you get gashed on the ground, what do you think the lion's share of what they worked oh, on in sure. practice was? Sure. Run defense, run fits, physicality, don't get bullied, all that stuff. And so sometimes when you pay so much attention to one thing, you let up on something else, it, especially when you're when you're still trying to build it up. Yeah. And so maybe maybe they were I mean, I, I've talked to coaches before where it's like, man, we we got gashed on defense. So we spent the talking about basketball. We spent the whole week working on defense. We didn't spend any time on offense. And then we came out and we played good on defense, but then we sucked on offense. You know, like yeah. And so I don't know. But but that's the 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 defensive conversation of of the thing. So I mean you feel like I mean, talking to you about it makes me feel like it sounds like a lot, you think a lot of the stuff is moderately correctable. Moderately is, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, the pass I, rush I, thing is because the pass I rush get into frost presser here in a that, second. That's what we should. So I think that's that's where we, what need, to we need to talk about because, because but, but, it, but I, it's the same thing. My answer is the same thing as what frost is, right? Well, now. but but I want to start with the the. They asked Frost about the pass rush in the press conference. And he goes, I don't know. I watched Ohio State play Wisconsin today, and I watched one guy generate a pass rush. And I think, you know, we do that. You know, Luther, the Obama anger translator yeah. from Key and Peel. Like, the Frost translator on that uh, is, hey, man, we don't have anybody that can win one-on-one -on -one and be disruptive. Well, I watched that Ohio State Did you game watch as well, that shit? and Chase oh. Young was unblockable. I mean, and you couldn't you couldn't drop back and throw a pass. So we're not going to get that guy. That's fine, but you got to have somebody close to that. And right now, we're rushing the passer with three defensive tackles, and really, we're trying to find an, a guy that's an outside backer to do it, but. We don't have a guy that is consistently even disrupting. Right. Consistently disrupting. Where they're not staining and chipping and double team. Like, we just aren't – we're just not getting there. No, and especially on the edges. So, we have that third defensive tackle playing end right now. So, it's either Stilly or it's – you know, you, you name it. It's one of those big mm -hmm. guys that – they're not supposed to be out there doing that. That's not their game. And so we need somebody that can, you know, bring some juice off the edge where it, you feel the heat and you feel some speed, you know? Like, it, totally. We're I too mean, slow off the ball. I'll say that. I watch, like, nobody's getting a jump. And, like, this young guy's a good example of if you watch him, he's a half step uh, faster than everybody. So all of a sudden, that tackle's like jumping out. Then, the, then you have a, usually a counter. Right. You come in, and then the quarterback, you know, like instead of standing back there and go, okay, I'm going to throw to that guy. Well, then all of a sudden he has to take his eyes off his receivers. He doesn't know who he's going to. Yes. That, then if you do that enough times a game, then you're probably not completing half of those third downs. And 
guess what? Probably win a game. Because it feels like in the past decade, how many good – so from 2010 to 2019, in my opinion, Nebraska's had like probably – you can count on one hand the amount of good pass rushers. And in all reality, it might be like, I mean, for sure, Randy Gregory. Yep. Uh, Jared Crick in 2010 could rush the passer. Yep. So, I mean, Sue, and obviously. It, it was Sue. Sue. Yeah. So if you're, so we'll go to 09 and go Sue, too. And then, but like Malik Collins and Vincent Valentine were more, they weren't necessarily Malik like, and Malik was a really good pass rushing tackle, though. He was good. So, but that's one of the things, like, that's not, you got to, in football nowadays, like I know this is a rough and tough league and you got to stop the run, but it's like you still got to get – I mean, Peyton Ramsey is just an average quarterback that looked like a star because he had all – I mean, he he could sit there. You give anybody with any talent all day to throw, I mean, yeah. he's going he's gonna to look okay. Yeah, I just – I've not seen enough of these guys. You know, like I, I used to love when I saw my defensive ends like like, you know, almost like down low oh, the ground man. with it, their legs coiled up like they're a spring and they're getting off. Like they are going for it. Like that's what I used to love to see. We even used to do uh, like DeMario one year we put on the edge. I think he had like seven or eight sacks in the first three games of the year just because we taught, like, we taught him, go. DeMario, as fast as you can, spring off the ball. And he would just get like – you get some sacks by doing that. Right. So – it's just like man, I like this. I like when I see the guys that are that look like they're they know what they're doing, like going for that. And our guys always look like they're sort of well. And you're it's right, always they're, slow and little thin. But they're and, big guys. They're not supposed to right. be. So so that was. I mean, th- I think that was Frost. To me, Frost's answer was telling on like this is, you know. Frost always walks a thin line with a lot of the stuff that we can say that he can't. Like, listen, there is a... He bites his tongue pretty good. He bites his tongue pretty good on, like, there is a a roster talent reality that is just that, a reality. And Frost is having to get these guys to believe and buy in, and so you don't want to bus roll, but then at the same time, you got to tell the story of what happened. You know, and so it's hard. But okay, so let's get to the press conference because that was what. So the big thing was, you know, Frost had the 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 whole just okay thing of we got to we're just okay right now because we got a bunch of guys that are just you know, everything they do is just oh that's okay it's oh, we're doing it okay we're that's fine that rep was fine that 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 practice was okay this is okay and I mean. I don't know where you want to take this conversation. The one thing that I thought was interesting about that press conference sounded exactly like the press conference after Purdue last year, where he walked up there and talked about how it kills me to see an undisciplined football team, da 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 da. And it is what it is because it, it is what it is. But I, I will say, I didn't expect 20 games into this thing that we'd still be talking about a lot of this stuff. But I think it's a window into what's really going on over there. Yeah, what, I guess what did this you... Is, this is what's tough, because what Frost is saying is so freaking true. I, I don't think we're ter- we have terrible football players. I don't think that. I think we got a lot of, you know, decent guys. They're, you know, decently talented um that 
are doing the things they're told to do, but there's just not a lot of guys that that lo- really love the game, that mm-hmm. really want to be detailed, and they're going to sell out with everything they do about this. And then you have like a hundred of those guys, and then anybody that comes into the program has to be one of those guys, or you get freaking ran out. It's not like that right now. He took over what in my what I'm seeing is a, a bunch of guys that they think they're something. They think that they're hardworking. They think they care. But I think what their perception is and what reality is isn't the same thing. I think those guys are just what they are. They're just going to do things. Okay, we're going to prepare. Oh, yeah, we'll be fine. We're pretty good. And then they wonder why they just got – gave up 500 yards of offense or something, right? right? I think there's just a lot of – it's just who some of these guys are. They're just average across the board, and that includes being detailed, being like all in. And and until until you get guys in, you you have the culture of those guys, and then everybody that comes in has to to, to sort of elevate to that culture, it's going to take a – it's going to take a while. And and so – when you hear a coach say that, you know where they're at. To me, that tells me it's like the, the guys that are there, it's a 50-50. You, you're probably one of the guys we need or you're one of the guys that right. we're not going to miss you when you're gone. It, no, you. it is. Because to a certain extent, and and in some of these guys' defenses, in, in some of these guys' defense, they have, it, 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 they've been put in tough spots with – you know, sure. some of these guys have had multiple different defensive systems and coaching shit. Like, a lot of that stuff's hard. But at the same time, like, there is enough of a sample size that these guys have kind of shown you what they are to a certain extent. I mean, Chris Hetty of the world of the Omaha World Herald had this. Since the beginning of the 2017 football season, Nebraska has just 12 total wins. That ranks 57th among Power 5 teams. Nebraska is only ahead of UCLA, Illinois, North Carolina, Arkansas, Kansas, Rutgers, and Oregon State. That's the reality of the situation of, you know, the players, of what these players are are, yeah. are all about right now. And you even had the, uh, the Darian Daniels story that Frost told that, a lot of these guys are they're doing a morning walkthrough, and Darian Daniels has to basically like jump on all those guys because they were all dicking around. Yeah, that 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 tells you a lot. I mean, after a bye week when you got killed, you know, I it, it's just it's got to be frustrating for these coaches that it, the the process of building this culture because I'm a culture guy. I love culture. It's maybe my. Oh yeah, my, one of, if not my favorite topic on earth is culture. I love it. I love the thought of it. I love the whole every aspect of what goes into it and how much how much effectiveness it has. And it's got to be frustrating for these coaches to sort of know that like they're going to have to really they're the amount of time they have to spend to manufacture this culture to where it needs to be like it, it's going to be a lot of work well, it's, it's it's just not there yet right. and it's going to take it's going to take two or three more years till it's probably like it's a machine you know the machine once the machine's going right then it's sort of it can it can go on for a long time like nebraska had a machine nick 
for 30 years. Oh, yeah. It was a it, machine, a culture machine that churned out freaking nine and three and eight, ten and two seasons and national championships. It was a machine. I just thought there was a lot in that press conference that was kind of illuminating into once again, kind of peeking behind the curtain of like what Frost is having to deal with. And listen, some of this stuff is like, you know, this whole thing is like you're either coaching it or you're allowing it. And sometimes, you know, there's the, the, the attitude of the players sometimes reflects the, the leadership. But at the same time, like it's either in certain guys or it's not. And, and what you said something interesting about like how a lot of these guys maybe have an inaccurate view of themselves. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the most underrated things as a player is understanding who you are. And that can that's not to not have confidence, but it's to it's to understand your strengths and weaknesses as a player and then kind of like prepare accordingly. You know, like yeah. I mean like I, I saw a quote from one of the D the D linemen said, I thought we did a good job getting pressure today. And I went No. Yeah, we're on no, one no. planet. Yeah, and so like th- that to me was a little what telling. What game like, are you watching? Yeah, so I think there's been a there's like I don't know that like I said that some of these guys understand what the, I don't know that a lot of them have seen what good culture is, and I don't think a lot of these guys have ever had to. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think they know what it really means to be prepared and to be to sell out. And do things the right way all the time, all the time. Right. And so that that to me is that's going to be the work in progress that Frost is going to have to sort of mend over the next two years. He's got to you got to get people in that want to do that, and then you got to you got to build it up well enough where we win and sort of like get positive momentum to keep it going on that stuff. Because if you lose doing all that stuff, it's just going to be hard to hold together anyway. Yeah. Like when you lose, it, it makes it way harder. When you're winning, building culture gets much easier. Building culture when you're losing is hard. It's yeah. hard. I just think, you know, because there is an element of like, like I said a second ago, where it if, I mean, again, there were quotes, if we played a game of like, is this quote from from the Purdue law, like the, there was a lot about that Purdue press conference in this one that sounded the same. And so that's a little concerning that it's like, you know, clearly something isn't taking hold with some of these guys. But all I know is if we take a step back and you have the core of these players and then this coaching staff, who do I buy into more of their track record of either establishing a winning culture or <laughs> or being you know and then from a player standpoint yeah. like being a part of a winning culture like clearly the coaches have like I I buy more into the coaches and so I think it's clear that like if if what they're doing isn't taking hold like I think that says more about some of the guys than it does the coach personally yeah and I think like I said I think that most of it is I think there's just some guys that are in the nicest po- way I could possibly say it, like they're too far gone from being able to like really change them. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's either it's either not in them or it's just like they're they're already kind of just what they are. And you can do everything you can, but it's like it's not going to make enough well, of a difference. Just it's 
as a coach, I mean, like as a coach, you go, everything is, you, every, you, you, you get good at whatever you do a lot. And that can be good or bad. You know, like you get good, like winning's a habit and losing's a habit. And it's hard to form habits. Mm -hmm. And for some of these guys, they've just lost a lot. Yeah. And that's what's, that's what's tough. And so what did you think of, did you see the anecdote about uh, the, he's, Frost talked about he saw guys at Minnesota go out for warmups with hoodies on and... That's to, so that shows you what Frost is thinking. So I, I don't know about the hoodies other than we were wearing them and they weren't. Is that right? Well, he he his I think that his anecdote on guys' mentalities was he he hated when for warmups guys went out in hoodies at Minnesota. And I think his quote was some of that. That to me says just okay is enough. I'm a little cold, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out like this. And he referenced back said when I played, you either got ridiculed or beat up if you did that. Now I think some of that stuff's a little archaic, you know. But, but it's a I think Nick, it's all mindset. It's a, but it's but it's the mindset's not. I guarantee there's a there's just a huge chunk of guys that just they just are guys that are just like yeah yeah whatever. Right, and they say hey, it's a game. Oh, we lost. I, I bet they lose, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Like those are the guys you go. You're not destroyed by this. Like, I don't want the guys that aren't hurting after a loss. I don't want the guys that aren't pissed off after a loss. Because, right. man, I'll tell you what. Like, you spend all year long working you for get this. Twelve of these. You things. wake up at five in the morning, like all summer, putting eight hundred pounds on your back. Like, right. why would you do that stuff if you can't sell out? And, and give everything got like why would you ever lift a weight if you're not right. going to sell out and give everything right. got to the game to winning and so i don't i never understood that i mean i, I played with a handful of guys that just they you don't I've really about that care a lot. yeah but you and they i talked about really that a lot care. off the off the pod yeah of just like i do think there's an element and you know we you were around guys i know i was around guys that just didn't have it and by have it, I mean they didn't have that competitive fire. They didn't have that will to win. They didn't have that attention to detail. They they just they didn't have it. And it's I guarantee it. It starts when you're a little kid because I mean me and you were lucky enough. We played football and basketball together our whole lives, and it was life or death from the time I can remember. Me and you, and it was me and you were the most serious. Yes. Thing. Everybody else basically is like, if you're going to be on our team, you kind of had to deal with, yeah, with that's the, the that, reality. Right. And yes. me and you, that's that's what we believed, and that was our lives. Frankly, we didn't have much of a life outside of sports, though. Yeah. That's what we loved to do. And so that's what we knew. It was never a problem for us when we got to the next levels. Actually, everybody looked at us like we were like the guys that were, man, you guys are pretty serious about this stuff it's like well yeah that's all we know you're not yeah and so it's really hard for the guys that think that way to play with guys that are sort of like whatever yeah I, why are we doing this i think we i think i think we live in a weird time where there are certain athletes or pockets of society that think just because like just because I hire a personal trainer means I'm going to now be ripped and have a six pack yeah. or because I go out and hire this quarterback 
this quarterback coach, now I'm going to get a Division One scholarship as a quarterback. Or just because I got there and, you know, there are, there are skilled player development basketball guys. Yeah. Just because I got there and do that. A lot of people think you can. It's more on who gets in charge of you to elevate you when that matters. But I guess my point of what I'm saying is at the end of the day, it still is on you. You, you know, I always see like, I, that's a great point. Cause some people think that, and I think, no, the guy that every day in the playground playing three and three, that never, ever wanted to lose like every game he's ever played in his whole life. And that's his attitude all the time. That's that's the guy I'm taking rather than yeah. the guy that's had the personal trainer because that doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter at all. Right. Like I want the guy that is a competitor, a guy that's going to scrap every little inch. He's going to be thinking the game out like those are the guys that you want because they get it. But but I guess that's where I think maybe there were some players that thought Frost is here. He's going to turn me into a star and we're going to win now. And it's like, well, you, you the, I mean, you still have to go. You you still got to go gotta, do it. You got to do it in the field, and that means you got to be. And you still got to bust it all the time, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, and and so I guess I bring that up not only for to talk about the players, but even the fans of like I think there's a lot of people that thought like Frost would ride in and be able to take the this group and turn them into great players. Where it's like, yeah, if it, if it's in them at all, he. I, I just believe whatever was inside of some of these guys, Frost is going to be able to get it out. I think, unfortunately, maybe they opened it up in there and there wasn't enough in there. Let me just tell you something. If you're talented enough, good coaches will get enough out of you. Yes. The problem is, is if, like, you aren't, if you aren't extremely talented, then all of a sudden you better have unbelievable work ethic and unbelievable love of the game. Yes. And I just think that we are semi-talented and have semi-love of the game. Well, I think just to steal steal a set, just okay. I think it's it's just just okay okay. talent that does just okay in preparation and all that stuff. Yeah, I think they they do what they're told and nothing, not not more. And you should always do more. Right. And so. And when you got a whole team of guys doing more, man, it's. That's the stuff. That's what you're trying to build to. And then it will and take for, care of itself. For for the the situation, ultimately, probably you're going to get unveiled in sports for like who you are eventually. But at the same time, I also think one of the things that has hurt this group is it's kind of been a Murphy's Law of like anything that can go wrong has seemingly gone wrong. Yeah. That when you stop and think about the first 20 games of Frost being here – it has just been a one thing after another of everything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong. And sure. so that's not to make excuses for the situation, but what it what it does is it it amplifies the 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 guy's desire. You know what I mean? Like they needed to have a bunch they they needed to get off to a good start last year. It didn't happen. They needed to find a way to close out the Colorado game. It didn't happen. It's like and so when so because I think a lot of these guys are maybe a little bit front runner-ish. And when those things don't happen, all of a sudden now you get unveiled a little bit. Oh yeah. It's gonna be, you know I do think Frost is going to he's gonna get this turned around. It's maybe gonna take longer than we thought. But you know what? I mean, 
it's been an unbelievably crazy start to his tenure. And if he gets through it, which I think he's going to, um, he'll have learned so much more. That's the one thing I'm going to give him. Like when you're winning, it doesn't teach you as much as losing in tough fashions as he has. So I'll tell you what he'll, he'll have a, uh, He'll have a treasure trove of, of oh, experience Lord. after yeah. this because this is the experience. Because you and I, and we'll wrap this up here in a second, but we were talking on Friday. Like the one thing about Frost is he, we do forget that he's a young coach and we do forget that like he's never dealt with something like this. Like, you know, he joins the Oregon staff. Oregon's amazing. So they, he was around winning. He goes to Central Florida. Yes, they were 0 12 the year before he got there, but they were just two years removed from going to a BCS game. So it wasn't winning wasn't totally foreign to that group. He did a great job, but like that, that group, it, it, I don't think he had to deal with a lot of the rebuild that he's had to do with deal with here. Yeah. And so I think there's also an element of like, he's probably yeah, that, learning how to deal with this stuff too. Uh, maybe I'm thinking about food, but to me, his, his, Central Florida rebuild was a microwave. Yeah. Put it in one minute. It's ready to go. This Nebraska deal is going to be like the, the smoker. You know, you go outside, you put in, it's going to take a long time because I don't know. I mean, it, it, this is not going to be a microwave job. It's going to take a long time. It's going to be diligent, but if he can do it, I mean, it's going to be the greatest thing in the world, but it's just, it's not going to be the microwave job. Do you, I totally agree with that analogy. I, how we've talked about this before. I mean, here they are, four. They're at four wins. They got four games left. I mean, how important getting to a bowl game still feels like it's a. You go, two, you go three straight years of that bowl and two straight years of that bowl. That's, yep, obviously not good. Like I'm with you in the sense of like I always view things in terms of championships, but I also think you got to like. The one thing I said this the other day on the pod is like, usually there's a crawl and ascension to success. You usually don't go four wins, four wins, four wins, 11 wins championship. Like usually there is some climb. And so I do think these final four games are important and finding a way to get two more wins matters. And I mean, recruit like right now, recruiting is as important as anything. Like to win some games and play well, it will help. It'll help recruiting. And not that it's going to, I mean, hopefully we get some guys that want to come here because they, they're they going to be like, oh, I can go play there, you know? Yeah. So um, it's going to help to get those practices, you know, give those guys a chance to have a fun experience. But really it's, you know, we need practices for the young guys and it's good for recruiting. So we need to win. We need to win for the, and we need to win for the morale of the state of Nebraska. Right. Because yeah, you just, you know, I, I certainly don't think apathy has set in or anything like that, but you just don't, you don't want, you just, you, you can't take any of that, that stuff for granted, man. I mean, you just, that the feverish pitch is there. Like you just can't, you can't assume that it'll always be like that. And so. And <sighs> more Stefans, less Urkels. We need too many Urkels <laughs> on your team. That's why your wind's low. Uh, well, is that not the best line that's ever been uttered? in the history of rap music at this point. Good. All right, we're right at an hour 30. Uh, all right, so next week. Purdue. Purdue. I was like, are they at Maryland? No, they're, we're at, per, they're at Purdue. They have been, they've 
been a, a they had a, it's a like, dose of the Nebraska medicine. Like, Coming up next on BTN, it's dumpster fire <laughs> versus tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> and <it's> like, ah! <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it is right now. I mean, because Purdue's been, oh, mama, they're like they've won two games. They they've gotten a dose of the football gods. The football gods were shining on Purdue last year, and then they said, sorry. I was, like, all in on Jeff Brom, and I still, like, I like Jeff Brom, and I think he's done a good job, but, like, all of a sudden now, they're, like, since they, they beat Ohio State, and I think they've won two or three games since that point, like, they've been on the struggle bus. So, okay, so one week from today, we'll see what happens. I mean, Illinois went and waxed that ass at Purdue uh, this weekend, so. Don't like them. Loving that beard. Got yeah. Going a bit. All right, my friends. So next week, we'll we'll do this again. Too many miracles on your team. That's why you're really slow. I bow to you, my friend. I bow to you. Thank you, Nick. Oh, Parkville Media Production.